Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to day 7 of Love Focus Challenge and today we are looking at finances and personal space. I have combined these two for the reason that married couples always have discomforts when it comes to talking about finances, financial planning, budgeting, credits, mortgages, savings, and purchases or business investments. Couples have a little disgruntled feeling when it comes to talking about that. And today we are going to tackle that in short ways, but I'm talking about finances today with relation to love focus and then we shall also handle another topic that is personal space again that's another topic for the simple reason that they don't want to hurt their spouses or they don't want to feel hurt so we are going to talk about those two combined in one day seven talk and please let me know how the last six days have been let me know if you've been able to listen to the podcasts to apply some of these activities answered some of the questions that you may have downloaded on day one day two day four and day five let me know how you're doing let me know if your spouse is up to the game whether there's any improvements or if there are also other topics you'd like me to talk about in detail regarding the Love Focus Challenge, please let me get your feedback. I am here for you to serve you. And if I get feedback from you, I know that you're listening and that you are participating in this mutual conversation. And back to our talk today, money is a tool. I call it a tool because it's not an end in itself having a fat bank account can not make you realize your dreams until you take that money from the bank do some purchases do some sales make the money go around or circulate in the economy so money and finances i look at them as a tool for living if you have a sound financial system you are able to realize your dreams go for vacations change your lifestyle or improve and also help build wealth you also create employment for others finances require you to work together as a team in order to synergize and if you look at the history of most wealthy people in the world today and previously they worked with their spouses to help them build the wealth they have today Therefore, it is important to have each other's back when it comes to wealth building. If we look at Bill Gates, if we look at uh, Warren Buffett, they all have their spouses close by and they talk about them. You see that they are getting the support they need from their spouses. Now, when we look at finances and relationship, however uncomfortable is, always talk about it usually i tell people in relationship if you're not talking about your love life then you should be talking about business because all both of you are in the same business of life so you have to talk about either one time or the other and we'll start with budgeting there's a quote by dave ramsey who said a budget isn't about restrictions it's about having a plan that allows you the freedom to make purchases without feeling guilty which means if you haven't planned for it, don't buy it. How about budgeting with your children? When you want your children to learn how to budget, you will need to involve them in your budgeting as well. In an Adia Abbey column, uh, Pauline Phillips answered that if you want your children to turn out well, spend twice as much time with them and half as much money. Teach them to plan. Teach them 
to budget. Spend time with them and show them how to do things, not just to give them money. Second question about your finances. Do you have a financial strategic plan for your family? Have you planned about where you see yourself in 5, 10, 15 years from now as a family? One of the reasons why couples fall apart or divorce is because they don't see a future together they have no future plans together but if you sit down strategize together give each other chores and duties to do regarding that financial strategy you will be so busy trying to realize those goals that you will not have time for petty confrontational issues so strategic planning for families is important Susie Osman also talked about the discipline of budgeting and planning just because you can afford it doesn't mean you should buy it. That means when you strategize, you plan for it, you buy it at the right time. Avoid instant shopping. Avoid instant purchases for self-gratification. That's actually the beginning of fights and quarrels in relationship. A third question to you as a couple. What are your investment plans as a couple and as an individual? Do you have tax-free savings accounts, each of you? Do you have other retirement plans? Have you invested in mutual funds? Do you have shares? Do you have fixed deposit accounts where your money is earning interest, as you say, see today? Or do you just earn your salaries and wages and spend it all at the same time? Ask yourself this question. Should anything happen today and you are unable to continue working, can you still provide for your family? If your answer to that is no, then you need to start running. You need to start planning for your future, both financially and also in your investments. Another question that most people don't like talking about, credit cards. I know ladies with more than three or four credit cards and I do not understand why you need all those cards. You do not need cards. Credit cards are actually a loan, actually. You're being loaned money to pay with interest when it comes to finances. If you can't pay for it in cash, now don't buy it. If you, And if you really have to take that thing on a loan, then it should be able to create income that pays for itself. So when you have three or four credit cards in your wallet, ask yourself, do you really need them? Because as long as you have that credit card, it's earning interest. Why do you want to throw those dimes, those coins, those dollars, those shillings, those pounds? Why do you want to throw them to a bank for something that you have not used if you're not using it? If you do not need a credit card, and if you really need one, for trading purposes, sometimes you're in some transactions, they only allow credit cards. Please be very, very sober when using it. My other question to you is, where do you see yourself financially 10 years from now? And what are you doing right now to create that vision? Because 10 years does not come once in 10 years. It comes one hour, one minute, one day, one week, one month, one year at a time. You start now to work for 10 years. And how are you planning for your retirement? How is your saving discipline? How much are you saving? What percentage of your salary or your wages are you saving? How about saving for your children's college fees? If you have children, are you planning to 
introduce them to the world already laden with loans, if you can avoid that, it's wise to start saving for them now. Another question that involves two of you. Do you blame each other in times of financial crisis? Financial crises are inevitable in a relationship. Do you start fighting and blaming each other? How many accounts do you have as an individual and as a couple? And how much are you spending to maintain each account? What percentage of your earnings goes to the savings and investment? These are candid questions you should ask each other and yourself, both quietly and when you're sitting down and discussing your finances. The goal is to be on the same page financially, both of you, and to be equally financially responsible for your future. If you cannot answer any of the above questions comprehensively, then it is time to sit down, hold that meeting with your spouse, and start to get to work. The sooner you do it, the better. I will stop there today for financial talk. I will most probably, and this is, let me say it's a promise, I will talk about these finances and relationships more detailed in future podcasts. Let's tackle personal space. This is one thing I struggled with as a new married with my husband. I thought when you get married, it means you cuddle, you hold hands, you walk together, you stay together in the living room, in the bedroom, in the kitchen, in the shower. You are always together. So every time if someone sees my husband, he or she should see me close by. I thought that's what it meant. And how wrong I was. That was not the truth. That's not how it should be. While we are one in spirit, in marriage, in intimacy, we are still two independent people. We are so independent, so different, and sometimes we miss that self especially when we hang around our spouses for long. A point comes when you really want to be alone, just alone with yourself, not with friends, not with children, not with neighbors. You just want to be left alone. And I'm sure every one of you gets to that point. Life takes us through some rough patches and one may need time to reset and refocus. And the best time is when you are alone. And therefore, it's important as spouses to allow our husbands and our wives some spaces for them to be alone, just to have time for themselves, to reconnect with their soul, to reconnect with who they are. When we smother them and hang around them and overpower them, it can be boring and overburdening sometimes. I've had their families where people say, you get smothered you, until you forget who you are. That's not a praise. It's not a positive thing. It's good to pamper someone, yes, pamper them, and then leave them to go. Let them be themselves. Personal space could also mean letting your spouse have time and space to think independently without your influence or pressure. While cuddling and holding hands are a vital communication channel between you and your spouse, there are times when it gets too much. And quite honestly, your spouse may not tell you to avoid hurting you. So what does he or she do? They get busy and delay coming back home or coming pretending to be sick so that they can have that time. There is such a thing as too much love, too much smothering, or too much pampering, and it can be harmful to both you and your spouse. 
Being all over your spouse at all times is often counterproductive and you may run the risk of boring each other. That's why relationships end up being boring and eventually disrespectful to each other because, because you feel like this person can't give you enough space. Even in the Bible, Jesus took time off to go to the mountains away from his disciples whom he loved and from the fans who sought after miracles. He took time off. So you as a spouse, when your, sp when your other spouse, your husband or your wife, seeks or asks to have time off, please have time off. Give them time off. Let them reconnect. Let them recharge. Let them enjoy that solitude. There's some sweetness that comes with solitude as well. Why do we need time to be alone? To relax and unwind without interruption. Gloria Whelan, in the book Summer of the War, said, I liked having some time to myself. Our family was such a close one, you could get smothered. Of course, we didn't always agree with each other. Sometimes I quarreled with my brother and sisters, but I couldn't remember hating anyone for more than five minutes. So it's good to spend some time to yourself, and that way you also get time to think about what events took place in your day. Another reason is to help meditate. You can meditate and reflect on these events when you are alone, not when everybody's talking, yelling, holding you. You cannot meditate like that. Solitude is the partner of meditation. Another reason is to empty oneself of negative energy one may have picked up from work, from acquaintances, from friends, and sometimes you even work in an environment that's noisy, that's too much hustle. You need to come down and discharge that emptiness, that negativity, so that you can be ready to be with your family and also to enhance creativity. Jonathan Hanish said, I've always loved the night when everyone is asleep and the world is all mine. It's quiet and dark, the perfect time for creativity. That's from Porcelain Utopia. To take time to reload your emotional powerhouse is also another reason why you need to be alone. And also to take a nap after a tiring session or a draining activity. My husband loves that. He loves taking those afternoon naps. And also to take time to reconnect with the inner self that you rarely expose in public. Here's another wise quote on solitude. We need solitude because when we are alone, we are free from obligations. We don't need to put on a show and we can hear our own thoughts. That's by Tamim Ansari, west of Kabul, east of New York, an Afghan American. Some journeys in life can only be traveled alone. That's by Ken Poirot. All these people, they are emphasizing on the importance of solitude in a world which is crowded, noisy, squeezing the last of our life out of us. It's important to let your spouse to have some solitude time, some alone time, so that they can come back hungry for you. And until they're eight... When we shall be looking at Did you know that even the extroverts desire to have time alone? 
I am considered an extrovert. But there are times when social life really drains me. It makes me feel so tired, so emotionally and physically drained because I send out too much energy, so much love, so much attention, and I try to listen to everyone attentively. But at the end of the day, I am so tired that all I need is to be alone in the bedroom and just quiet listen maybe to some cool relaxing music music or just listen to an instrumental or some poetry some maybe a word of encouragement and i do really sometimes crave to listen to positive talk because i have been the one giving out so i need to revamp and the best time to do that is alone time Yes, I do get a lot of it from my husband, but there are times I just need to be alone to reconnect slowly, to heal, to rewire, to refocus, so that I can also refill my well, and then my family can come and fetch from me. And with that, we come to the end of the topic, finances and personal space with reference to love focus challenge. Take time to talk about your finances with your spouse and in detail, maybe according to the questions I've given you, that would be nice if you can follow those questions. There are so many books out there and if you're really a fan of wanting to know how to deal with your finances well, take time to follow Susie Osman. She is a very good financial advisor. And then... After you've talked about finances, talk about personal space with each other. It's important to understand your spouse and how they would like to be treated, especially when it comes to time for themselves to recharge. Note, personal space and own solitude time does not mean time with boys and time with girls. It means that quiet time alone in the house. And we all need it and until next week when we shall not next week sorry and until tomorrow day eight of our challenge when i shall be looking through the 10 things your husband wishes you knew the 10 things your husband wishes you knew and we will have an interesting topic i bet and then the week or the day after we shall look at the 10 things your wife wishes you knew and this is about things that your husband will not tell you and things that your wife will not tell you and I'm looking forward to those exciting topics and until that eighth day of love focus challenge this is Helen signing out peace and love to you